And a lot of times when I talk to people here, it's like they don't know these things. I remember I asked a girl, do you know who Harriet Tubman is when that movie came out uh, two years ago? And she's like, who's Harriet Tubman? I was like, oh, my goodness. But maybe they're just dumb. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's the girl. I'm not going to say that. I was, ta- <laughs> I was telling you about the girl from Ottawa that I worked with. And I was like, I told you that you guys remind me of each other. I don't think she's dumb. I just think she wasn't taught that growing up in school. Were you taught about everyone in the like world that? is taught who Harriet Tubman is? So, don't act like the school system failed her. She failed herself, not knowing who Harriet Tubman is. Like you don't even have to I go mean, to school to know who Harriet Tubman is. Welcome to Too Much, our podcast about well, whatever. From issues of the world to topics of lesser grandeur, we've got you covered with a little bit too much to say about everything. So let's start the show. I'm black, black, blackity, black, 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 Michael. And I'm just sitting here waiting for Ivy Park to drop. Cody. Ooh, Ivy Park. Still no date I yet. I cannot wait. I'm kind of concerned because it's they kind of mentioned it over a week ago. And I don't know all of what's available. Normally she'd post like a bunch of pictures so you know what the collection looks like. And then a date shortly after. I've just been seeing bits and pieces here and there. I haven't seen the full collection yet. Unless all that we've seen is the collection, which is not a lot. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, she hasn't posted all of it, but she didn't post all of it last time. Well, I guess... Uh, I don't remember. She doesn't there was, always, There though. was a lot. She doesn't always, and mm. there's still no date in sight. Well, at least when we're recording this. I don't know. Maybe once the podcast comes out, there'll be a date. But um, it's unusual for her to promote it so early. Usually she post you know there's a new drop and then the next day she's like oh yeah it drops in seven days but we're just sitting here waiting and waiting and i'm like most of it is well not most of it but there's a lot of winter clothes in it she's calling it icy park winters and winter is almost almost over (laughs) yeah we're in february guys february the shortest month of the year and coincidentally black history month coincidentally And uh, we still don't know when Beyonce is dropping that ice. Yeah. I did see Gucci Mane being a model for her. He had on this really nice uh, blue fur coat. And I was like, you know, I love fur. I'm like, I would love that. There's lots and of it's celebrities blue, my this favorite time. Color. Uh, I only saw... Gu- Wait. I saw Gucci. I saw... Haley Bieber. Yeah, and there's some I other saw people. Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox? I told you that In the picture beginning, was fake. On, it was fake? It's just an okay. old picture of her wearing blue. My bad. Vivica Fox. My bad. But I think there was some other I just saw that too. in the beginning. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's so funny. We are Ivy Park. I think there were some other people. We're icy too. Spicy. Who else? Uh, I'm trying to look it up. Well, everyone is saying that Sweetie should be a part of it because she sang that song Icy, and Icy's kind of her thing. But I feel like she might be a part of it. We're just not going to see her until like more promotional stuff gets dropped. Why would you think that? I don't know. Maybe Beyonce's like waiting to make it a surprise. Or she just might not be a part of it because I do remember seeing her posting something about another brand and most of the times when they have deals with one brand and they're an ambassador they really don't you know endorse anything else yeah exactly for sure 
Yeah, she I can't see anybody else, but a part of it. Gucci and Hailey Bieber, those are some big names compared to her other campaigns she's done where she's, you know, the only celebrity, really, from what I remember. Uh, yeah, from the last two drops, which was Ivy Park 2 and 2 point something, <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall another celebrity modeling for her. She's expanding. Yeah, she is. I think it's really cute. I'm here for it. All right, want to get into some topics from the timeline? All right, I'm going to go first because I have some stories. Now, (laughs) there's some stuff going down in France, and I'm not surprised because the French people are known for love and very, you know, all that. So police break up an orgy of 81 people for violating uh, France's COVID-19 protocols. Oh, Can I you think I heard about this. 81 people, an orgy, like France is lit. France is really lit. They are doing it over there. I just can't see how your sex parties are that important that even in a pandemic, you need to get like every member in assembly. I know. It, it feels like that's the entire friends chapter of that (laughs) like why can't you just meet with like one or two couples and then that's it why are you all going to like a party space to get freaky in these circumstances i can't imagine i cannot imagine it's wildly ridiculous that's what it is and what's also funny to me is just the amount of money they get fined the the fine is 141 dollars us each per person that that is nothing that is that really is nothing. Nothing. Here in Canada, if I'm just going to go visit some friend without like reason or whatever and it's not necessary and I get stopped by the police and they're like, "Where are you going? Is this like a doctor's appointment or you're going to your job that you have to go to or whatever?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just going to go visit my friend cuz I haven't seen them in a few weeks." That's a $800 fine. Well, you're not supposed to be visiting people. Right, that's what I'm saying. You're not supposed to be out there doing things. Right now, we're we're no longer just in lockdown. We are in a state of emergency. And that's saying something, because we're not even as bad as the states or some other countries. But um, we are climbing up on that list, though, aren't we? And they, from what I've been seeing online, a lot of the states are vaccinating faster than we are. Yeah, we need to get on top of that. But... It's wild to me that in France, people are, I mean, they say like Paris, the city of love and like French people, they're very sexually, you know, in tuned with themselves and all of that type of stuff. But how badly do you need it? And this is an orgy party. Like you couldn't just go find one person to go get your rocks off with. You needed 80 other people to feel That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess so. It's probably, it's probably part of what gets sweat. them off. I mean, yeah, but the body sweat's there on a normal day. Yeah, but it's like, okay, you can take a chance with one person swapping sweat and all that poly- um, molecules and particles and stuff to catch COVID, but you're going to take that chance with 80 other people. Work. That is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, um, did that's you, what's did, popping up in France. Did you hear about this country music star who used the N-word the other day? 
I just saw that this morning when I woke up. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. At this point, disrespectful. Not on this month. Like not on any month. Not in yeah, this I was year. Gonna say. <laughs> not ever. Not ever in life. Why do you? And I I heard the recording. It seemed like they were having a fight. Were they? Was he having a fight with someone? I think he was telling whoever dropped him off at home about somebody else. Like, I think he was saying it about somebody else who they were hanging out with that night. Mm. But yeah, he was arriving home after a night out, and he said it to one of his friends, like, as they dropped him off. Um, But since the whole video has come out, et cetera, et cetera, he's been dropped by his label, and he's been dropped by a bunch of country music stations. And uh, he's since apologized as well. What did he say? He said, I promise to do better. All right. Talk about setting the bar really What's his name again? low. Morgan Whalen. Morgan Whalen. I don't know his music. I don't I, either, but I, apparently he's I a pretty like big country. name. But you don't right. listen to it. Oh, yeah. I do listen to country. I love Dolly. I love Reba. Yeah, but you don't listen to anything current, so of course you're not going to know about him. Yeah, I I am pretty stuck with my old older musicians. (laughs) I don't really listen to new artists, but I'm going to do better. That's what he says. That's what he says. I promise to do better. Promise to do better. Then use the N word in 2021. Well, you know, it's always funny to me when people say, not in 2016. Not in 2020, not the 21. Like, it doesn't matter what year it is. People going to still do what they do. <laughs> yeah, true. But the most interesting part to me, or the most, like, ugh, part, is that, so I told you all these radio stations dropped him and, and his label dropped him as well or suspended him or what have you. Right. So after this news came out that everybody was kind of, like, blacklisting him for what he said, his songs shot up on the iTunes charts to occupy five of the top ten. Does so not his surprise fans were me. like coming out hard to support him. I don't think it's necessarily his fans. However, I do believe it's like the Proud Boys and people who agree with his what he said. Even though he's like, I'm remorseful for what I did, there are a lot of people who are like, Yeah, use that word. We stand with you because we want to use it too, because that's how we feel. And so they're going to make sure that he's okay. Just like when he who shall not be named, according to Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> was in power and, you know, he was saying all these things. Uh, um, if you, someone got called out during those times for being a racist or a proud boy or just a white supremacist, then you'd have Republicans like funding them. It's like, oh, you lost your job because you said what we all agree with. Don't worry, we'll take care of you financially. Yeah. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, I, I yeah, I totally get that. His full statement that he gave to TMZ was I'm embarrassed and sorry. I used an unacceptable and inappropriate racial slur that I wish I could take back. There are no excuses to use this type of language ever. I want to sincerely apologize for using the word. I promise to do better. My thing is uh he was if he used it once on video, so he always uses it, it's obviously a term that he uses um i don't even know if he was talking about a black person or talking about a white person but it doesn't really matter to me right but the fact that he they always come out and say you know i use an an unacceptable term it was inappropriate i wish i could take it back 
you're only saying that because you got caught because every other time you used it you never thought to yourself wow i really shouldn't be using that language you know what i mean mm-hmm. because it's only because people are words. like hey that's not okay but you knew it wasn't okay before yeah there's a certain it's like words there's no excuses huh. you just don't use if it's not a part of your vocabulary like i would never be in the, the heat of the moment angry and then use um, a T word, a F word. And you guys can use your imagination for whatever those words are. I know what they mean, and you probably can pick up on it. But I wouldn't use to. those words. <laughs> a T word ending with a Y. Oh. A F word ending with a G. I'd never be heated, angry, or whatever, and just blurted those words out because it's not a part of my vocabulary. It's not something I say ever to people or even to myself. So... Why would I just one day be like, oh, that T, that F, that whatever else you want to call people that's not acceptable. But you know what's interesting is is how the words, I mean, I don't want to say they take on new meaning, but how the words kind of evolve over time. Like, he probably didn't, he used it in a derogatory way, but I don't think he hates black people. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so this is a thing. At some point, it's more than just you hate black people when it comes to using the N-word or even the T-word I mentioned or the, you know, the F-word. You can have great friends in the LGBTQ community. You could be an ally and you could care for them genuinely. But when you use these words, it triggers something it means something and you know better why would you want to use it in the first place you probably don't hate people in these communities black lgbtq uh jewish whatever you probably don't hate these people but why would you have that word in your vocabulary knowing that this word hurts people and it doesn't matter if these people say these things to them amongst themselves they can do it. That's if they're reclaiming that word, let them re- reclaim that word. I because I think never... you get socialized. Like I say, s- say mm-hmm. he grew up around like racist saying the word or or things like that, and then it just became part of his vocabulary. But when he says it, he doesn't necessarily have the same malice behind it. Like, kind of when we were growing up or when I was growing up, I should only speak for myself, but when I was growing up and people would use the F word, but they're not, I mean, people used to be quite homophobic and people still are, but they're not necessarily using it in a homophobic way. You know what I mean? So it's like the words are still wrong and you need to stop saying them. But I think people just get socialized to say things without really realizing the meaning of what they're saying. If someone made us like say some popular artist started making a lot of music using the T word and their T so they can say it, the F word, their an F so they can say it, C word for our Caucasian friends, if they want to use that to uh, reclaim whatever, I don't care how popular your song is and how bopping it is, I'm not going to say it. And it's not going to become a part of my vocabulary because I personally just don't think those words are nice. I don't even think the N-word is something I personally want to use in my day-to-day life. But to the point of I am 
a black person, so I could if I wanted to. And even though I would, I have said it before, it's still not a part of my vocabulary where it's a daily routine for me to be like, hey, yo, ma, and like every other word, it's that. I personally just feel like if it's not something you're supposed to say, just don't say it. And I don't care if you say it behind closed doors with your white friends, your other friends, your family says it, people around you say it. You should have enough like sensibility to say to yourself, this is not something that's okay behind closed doors or in public. So let me just not partake in that ever. He sounded drunk and, when he was talking in the video. Oh, he was definitely drunk. Yeah, he was coming home from a night out. They always say that when you're drunk, you tell the truth, eh? Instead <laughs> of what's on his mind. <laughs> oh, no, I think he absolutely, I don't think that that's the first time he used it. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely something he says regularly. For sure. But hopefully he's paying the consequences and uh he'll i'm just really surprised change. that the label dropped him so quickly because he's a country star and for a very long time even though i can't really remember in recent history or even before that where a country star said something like this i can't recall if this has ever happened if something like this ever happened and you guys remember about it like leave a comment wherever you're listening to this on if it's apple spotify you name it, YouTube, because I can't recall if someone's ever done this in the country community before. Uh, but they they stick with each other down there. Like country artists and like the whole community of country music, they really stick with each other. So I was like, whoa, the label dropped him. The stations aren't playing him. That's showing some solidarity to the minority group here. That's showing that they're evolving as a community themselves. I know it's good. It's really good. It's, you remember when Dolly Parton came out last summer and was like, of course Black Lives Matter. Very I, bad. I love her so much. Love Dolly. I want to go to Dollywood. That would be so fun. So expensive. Is it? Well, I just mean like it's it's in a... Wait, no. Isn't it in Tennessee? I don't know. And it's funny because I went to Tennessee and I think the next time I go visit, they're probably not going to even live, be living there. My family, that is. Um... I thought it would have been in Tennessee. Tennessee. So it's not really that far. I was thinking you have to like fly really far because I was thinking it was like closer to like Nevada or Texas. But I think it's in Tennessee. Yeah, I would love to go to Hollywood. It wouldn't be that expensive to like fly out. And then I'm sure it's not crazy expensive when you get there. No, because Dolly knows we ain't got money like that. (laughs) (laughs) I have a story. Now. Adult star claims she dumped Marilyn Manson before he allegedly bit her. Yep, he's biting people. And fantasized about burning her alive. What? I mean... Okay, here's the thing. Does it surprise you with Marilyn, though? Yeah, that's the thing. All this stuff coming out with Marilyn, it's like... I'm not really that surprised. I know... I don't know if you saw the other day... um, Oh, what's her name? The girl from Westworld, um, she revealed that he abused her when they were together. And then uh, his label dropped. <laughs> Speaking of labels dropping artists, his label dropped him as well. Um, and then uh, I think he was married to, was Adita Von Teese mm-hmm. for like a year or so. She came out and said that, you know, the things that were said about him don't match her her relationship that she had with him. But... I don't know much much about Marilyn Manson, but isn't his music pretty dark and like, like tormented and like perverted and stuff? So 
I'm not shocked when I hear these sort of things. I mean... And that's not even judging the book by the cover. Like, you can look however you want, but isn't the things that he actually says and talks about kind of weird? Yep. Very weird. So, you guys have been listening to the podcast. Thank you. But if the Too Much Podcast isn't enough, there's a whole lot more content on Michael's YouTube. Yeah, I post like every single week and I have literally too much going on over there. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and please drop a comment and tell us what you thought or what you'd like to see Michael do next. Bye. Oh, no. Back to the show. So today's topic is Black History Month. Black History Month! Am I being loud? I'm trying to be Oprah right now. It was a little bit Oprah. Speaking of Black History, that was Oprah. I was doing an impression, and she is a black billionaire who started off dirt poor and worked her way up like most black people had to do. (laughs) because we ain't got no money to start off with. We were slaves and all that stuff. And when they abolished slavery-ish, they didn't give us no land. They didn't give us nothing. But they gave all the white people that were poor, that came over from London and other parts of Europe, they gave them some land and some money to start them off. You know that? Not you, but people listening. You know that? That's what they call systematic racism, people. (laughs) When they're like, we're going to release you. You no longer have to mend our fields. But for the past 400 and something years that we were like working y'all to the bone without pay, you got to really go out there and start afresh on your own. Figure it out. Pull yourselves up from your bootstraps, even though we didn't even give you bootstraps to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much that. So, Black History Month. I love Black History Month. Last year, I was working at this really nice corporate job, and it was very, ugh, the diversity level there was not great. And I realized that they didn't celebrate Black History Month at at that place. And I was like, this is weird. Because y'all have a budget for freaking St. Patrick's Day. Why do we not have a budget for Black History Month? And anyways, I believe the first Monday of Black History Month was like on the 3rd of February. So I was like, okay, the first day I walk into this office for the month, I'm going to let it be known that this ain't going to fly and something needs to be done. And so I walked up in there in my kente cloth and I was the blackest in the room and making them know (laughs) I want us to celebrate Black History Month because we have a certain percentage of black people here and y'all celebrate some other holidays for other religions and races and this one is not celebrated and I don't know why. While you do have black employees here that that need to be represented. And so they changed it and we got a budget. We did a whole presentation. I spoke to the entire company, educated them on uh, the black and African diaspora and everyone that worked there talked about where they're from. And we had a nice presentation, a nice spread and everything was cute. And even though I'm no longer with them, I hope they carry on this tradition. 
I'm gonna call somebody that I know that still works there and ask them if they're doing it. <laughs> why do you think Black History Month isn't more uh, like widely celebrated? Did you celebrate Black History Month as a kid? I did. I grew up a great deal of my life in Jamaica, and it was celebrated, but every day kind of felt like Black History Month in a way. So it wasn't like North Americans where or people in Europe that are black where it's like most people around you guys look different. They're Caucasian and they're other races. Growing up where I grew up, we had a lot of different races as well, but the majority was black. And we did celebrate Black History Month, but I felt like every day was Black History Month for me. So I'm really grateful for all the knowledge that I got growing up and the teachings about black excellence and just pride because I see people here in Canada and people in the States and in England and they're like, we weren't taught certain things. We don't know much about what our people have done. It's very limited, you know? You learn about founding fathers and people who wrote your declarations of independence and your constitutions and you hear about monarchies here in Canada, the Queen and all that, but you don't really hear much about what black people did in this country. Yeah, why do you think Black History Month isn't more celebrated? Oh, my goodness. Oh, not my alarm going off. My alarm goes off every day this time to remind me to exercise. And for the past month, I've never exercised at this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, your question. Um, why it's not that wildly celebrated? I don't know. It, I, I couldn't say why specifically, but as... A human being of African descent, I can say how I feel. It feels like no one wants to really talk about the accomplishments of minorities. And I'm not just going to say black people for this specific answer, but just minorities in general. Talk about their contributions to great nations like Canada and the U.S. or Great Britain. Because then it's like you have to, you're going to have to force the majority, which are Caucasian people in these countries, they are the majority, you're going to have to force them to actually take note and accept the fact that black people or other minorities had a rough go and they were treated poorly. So no one really wants to relive that. So it's that's probably the reason why they don't celebrate it as much as it should be. Yeah, word. I think they should almost rebrand the month so it's not as much about well, still about history, but like less about like slavery. You know what I mean? Right. So when I was growing up, Black History Month wasn't. It it was about slavery, a part in part, but that wasn't the majority of what we learned or what we talked about because slavery was a huge part of our history and our ancestral like lineage. You cannot discount it. You cannot ignore it. You cannot pretend it wasn't there. So it has to be discussed at some point. No atonement has happened, no reparations has happened, so yes, people still be mad. Um, but what I learned a lot growing up in Black History Month was just about Black excellence. Like, did you know that this Black person did this? It's possible for you as a young Black person to do greater things. We've invented so many things, it's ridiculous. Crazy. In like right now people don't even understand that most of the music they listen to and enjoy by their country artists their rock and roll favorites and their pop favorites like taylor and everybody else 
like every if you ch- chase the lineage going back and where everything originated we invented these things you wear a female sanitary i'm gonna call it sanitary napkin is that right i don't know if that, a, pad. a pad the hell that's what it's called in the store <laughs> you buy stay free do they use that brand anymore that was a brand i heard I a know, long time I, ago i didn't even know what that is <laughs> it's like a brand of um pads. yeah never heard of anyways, it anyways maybe it's an old brand gosh i'm old uh if you if you're a female and you use that a black woman invented it like i just found that out the other day yeah there's so many things that black people invented that it's like when you really think about it you're like whoa like everyday items that you use all the time everyday items i'm pretty sure the lawnmower was invented by a black guy so many things and we really don't know these things we just use them and it's like they're owned by these big corporations that are owned that are um you know a bunch of white people at the helm and they make a lot of money off of these things and they capitalize and they market it and it's the money stays within their communities but we really built that the railroads that so many wealthy families in america started their wealth when you think of generational wealth i think of railroads a lot oh for sure yeah that's where the first rich people a lot of the yes the richest people in the country like in america specifically uh that's where they got a lot of their money from and did they build it no they did not but did they gain from it yes they did while your great 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 grandfather was there laying steel and all these type of things you know hammering at rocks yeah so i just think it's important to still have black history month for those reasons every black person growing up should be educated on how they got to where they are right now your great 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 grandpappy did not just wake up one day in america and it's like well let's go for the american dream no he was taken she was taken they were taken they were brought here the conditions that they were brought here under were extreme i remember growing up and them teaching us in schools how they did the triangular trade and how they packed us like sardines in these boats and that half of us would die or just commit suicide before we even got to the new world because the conditions were just so bad i saw pictures of it in my history books and when i talk to people born in north america i'm like so what did you learn growing up they're like we didn't learn all of that and i'm like whoa I was taught about Tainos, Arawaks, and these are like indigenous people in the Caribbean. Uh, we learned that they were the first inhabitants of the islands. We learned that when, quote unquote, people came and discovered it, or rediscovered more like it, came how they killed them all and how they brought us there to work the lands because they thought we were strong and like big and could work in the sun for long hours and all that and just the way that we were treated and a lot of times when i talk to people here it's like they don't know these things i remember i asked a girl do you know who harriet tubman is when that movie came out uh two years ago and she's like who's harriet tubman i was like oh my goodness but maybe they're just dumb You know, it's funny. That's the girl. I'm not going to say that. I was, ta- I was telling you about the girl from Ottawa that I worked with. And I was like, I told you that you guys remind me of each other. 
I don't think she's dumb. I just think she wasn't taught that growing up in school. Were you taught about everyone in the like world that? is taught who Harriet Tubman is? So don't act like the school system failed her. She failed herself not knowing who Harriet Tubman is. Like, you don't even have to I go mean, to school to know who Harriet Tubman is. I know, because I'm like, Harriet Tubman is not a... She was geogated to America. That's where she was, you know? Uh, but I still knew who she was because she was a really popular name in Black history. In Jamaica, we had someone similar to Harriet Tubman. She was called Nanny of the Maroons. And... She is on our $500 bill. I was going to say she's on the money, she, isn't she? Yeah, she is the first heroine of Jamaica. We have national heroes and she's a national heroine. So we do right by ours. America, where's Harriet's $20 bill? Mm. <laughs> um, I just think it's very important that we still have Black History Month. There's so much more to learn, so much more history to uncover, so much more for Black kids to grow up and know about themselves and it's not just important for black people to know this about themselves, but it's important for other races to understand what the history of the country they're, they're living in is. A lot of people just think America was started by a tea party. I legitimately believe that people would grow up and think, well, America was founded by Americans, like, and we had a tea party and then we just wrote the declaration. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because that's what it feels like. My little sister is going to school in the States, and the things they, they teach her is like, oh my goodness. They are really trying to brainwash you guys. Yeah. But the American school system is they, notoriously horrible. Bad. Like, just bad. They just don't put a real focus on education. Unless you have money. Everything's about money. Right. If you go to a private school and it's like, okay, well, you're going to be taught something proper. Yeah. But... In general, it's just so horrible. But I just want them to, d to talk you... more about, um, like, Black History Month. I want them to talk more about, like, black inventors and things like that. Make it a little bit more um, celebratory, especially outside mm -hmm. of school. And not just, you know, like, I saw on Instagram the other day, they're putting, like, the, the first black policeman in Toronto um, on the subway cars for Black History Month and things like that. Which is great, but... I'd also like to see people who weren't just like the first black person to do this. Like people who invented stuff, people who changed your everyday. I mean, I know those people were trailblazers and obviously they, you know, he pushed forward so that other black people could become police officers. But I'd like to see a little bit more uh, diversity in, in who we're celebrating. Uh, it's so hard though, because you get a month, you know, and in that month, it's like the shortest month of the year. It started out as a blackest, like uh, a week. It got extended to a month. And how much can you really pack into a month of, let's talk about the history of a race that built this country? I mean, the month happens every year. You got a lot of time to plan. Yeah, you do. And But then it's like, does the government do this? Does Yes. Do we expect this from private sectors? Like, yes. what? All of the above. I would just, I would just like for the real history to be taught in schools and be taught at, in a part of the curriculum, not just that a bunch of white guys in white curly wigs wrote on a piece of paper and then the country just began. Right. I would like for everything to be taught in schools so that kids know, because the whole point of it now is to teach kids. At least that's what it was. Because when they did the Black History Week. 
the guy who in, who started it, let me see his name. He is um, Carter G. Woodson. He was like, I'm doing this study from K to 12th grade and black history education is trash. Or kids learn nothing. They know nothing about what they are, who they are, where they come from. So the idea of Black History Month is like, educate our kids because throughout the school year, they're not learning this. And as a parent, you have to teach your kids. But then as a black parent, you probably weren't weren't taught anything to teach your kid. And as a white parent, you probably, you definitely weren't taught anything of value to teach your kid about black history. Well, you should have been taught you it were in school. Taught, you should have been, been, but the schools weren't teaching it. Because history books were written by people who had power throughout history. And they are not going to write the truth because then they're going to look bad. Mm, yeah, That's why for the longest time we had so many statues of slave owners, like... They're obviously going to say that they were right in whatever they were doing. They're not going to be like, we were actually enslaving human beings. That was wrong. We shouldn't have done that. They're going to be like, we did what we had to do to make sure our kind survived and we were okay and where there was food on your table. And that's why we have this big ass plantation house for, for you to have for generations to generations to have your weddings and barbecues with your wait staffs and just money to flourish the land for 50 generations to come. Mm. So once we get that into the school systems where kids are learning about indigenous people and they're learning about black people and they're learning about other minority groups that came here throughout the years and helped build the country, then we can focus more on the inventors, the people that did fun things throughout history that just it, it would be cool to know about exactly. but, uh, but we still need to get to the basics of it to teach kids in school the truth yeah kids definitely don't learn enough in school um you know what i learned on the news today that have you ever heard of viola desmond um she's like the um rosa parks of canada okay so she uh, was in a, a movie theater and she was sitting in the whites only area of the theater in halifax oh, yes i remember that story i didn't remember her name though yeah so I guess one of the one of the school kids, I don't know how old they were, in Nova Scotia, had an idea that this year the province should repay the money she spent for her fine and her legal fees, which was like, I don't know, $27 or something. But they bumped it up to $1,000 for like inflation or like current rates. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to give it away as a scholarship. It's a one-time scholarship, but it's still nice. I think they could do more, but yeah it's it's a start no you're laughing like of course they can do more if, yeah they can always like, do more so what are you saying in that instance what i would have asked is that um let's do an annual scholarship where we give one black person a scholarship for a year's tuition to go to film school because this happened in a the movie theater <laughs> how about that how that's about pretty cute that <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it could be an annual scholarship too, but I mean, I'm sure they already have so many scholarships set up. But I thought it was kind of nice that it's like a direct reparation. Like, yeah, we never made good on this, so let's make good on it this year. If it's a direct reparation, give it to her ancestors. Give it to uh, like her kids, kids, kids. You know what I mean? I know, but like, what do her kids, kids, kids really need a thousand dollars for? It doesn't matter. I mean, it's it could a go to thing. a, a black sure they could use student. It who really needs it to pursue their education. As I said, if my great-great-great-granddaddy was the one that this happened to give me the money, that's what my blood suffered 
If you want to do something for all of my people, do that too on top of it. If it's a direct reparation, you give it directly to the person who suffered, like their lineage. If they have I guess no I'm one more that's of a common a, good person. So am I, but it doesn't make a difference. But if there's no direct um, you know, heir to whatever, then give it to the people. That's how I see it. If we're gonna be thinking giving direct reparations. Let's say that this Miss Desmond doesn't have any living relatives, then give it to the community. If she does, give it to her family. Maybe she has no living relatives. Speculation, Your Honor. <laughs> I what said was maybe. A, what was a movie as a kid that you thought was like a rite of passage? You had to watch this growing up as a young black boy. Uh, I don't know if there was any. I know I watched Roots when I was young. My parents bought like a DVD copy of Roots. And we all sat down and watched Roots as a family. It's like a five-part miniseries. Mm-hmm. That, was, that would be really nice. I did watch Roots growing up. Let's see. Movies that I feel like I had to... It's not that I had to watch, but when I say Rite of Passage, it's either something that... It's like your parents made you watch it, or it's just something that, as a young black person, it's good to watch so you know a little bit about your history and what your people have been through. Roots is definitely at the top of the list. A lot of black people have watched it, so it automatically becomes like a rite of passage thing. Color Purple is kind of one of those things, too, where a lot of black people watched that, and a lot of black parents will like let their kids watch it so they can see that story. Um, I'm trying to think of others. I watched 12 Years a Slave. I don't know if it's become that iconic yet to be a rite of passage. I, um, hmm. There's a lot of them out there, to be honest. But a lot of them are so centered around hardship and slavery. Yeah, it's What I do slavery. love is Hidden Figures, because that one actually, sh- it, there was hardship, there was tribulations, but it just showed black excellence and just us thriving which yeah. i really appreciated that story that's a story yeah, i didn't grow up learning than, about more of that yeah and so i was really grateful to see it on the screen and being played out so beautifully yeah i never knew about it i don't think i think most people never had heard of it ever and they were such right. like an integral part of that mission you know it's just it just goes to show again what we're taught in schools as kids and that they're always going to just tell you the space race was all you hear about is like Neil Armstrong or like whoever and them against Russia. You don't hear about the people behind the scenes that were of color that really played a major role in making everything happen and making sure that the, ast- the astronauts got to where they needed to go and got home safely. So love Amen. that story. Love, love, should, love that's that. exactly who they should be celebrating in Black History Month. More people like that. Yep. As soon as we start teaching kids in schools more about where they came from, then we can go on to those pretty parts. <laughs> I mean, I learned about where I came from. You did, but a lot of other kids didn't. You went to a good school. It sounds like it, since your friend didn't know who... Who did you know who, know who it was? Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. What an idiot. If you... If you're listening to this and you're you know who you are, if you're that person, I wonder if she listens to this podcast. You're not an idiot. Your school system failed you. You're an you. idiot. What do you mean? Your school system failed you. School system. Would you go through life with your eyes closed? You're a black person and you don't know who Harriet Tubman is? I'm telling you, and she grew up where you grew up. That's a thing. And that's why I always wondered because I know Girl, pick up a book. Who grew up. Open a Google where, tab. Where you grew up. And they both, 
her and this other girl, you met the other girl, they both seem so disconnected sometimes, and they both seem like they don't have a lot of uh, cultural references to hearken to, it seems. Like, when they were growing up, and even in their adult lives, they don't have a lot of Black people around them, and they don't have a lot of Black experiences, so they just are unaware and that made me wonder. Michael, I, can't, I can't believe you're defending it. I'm not defending it. It just made me wonder. Yeah, you are. Listen, I, it made me wonder. I'm not from here like you guys. So it made me wonder if people from that area that you're from just weren't around black people and weren't taught anything. It made me wonder. I'm like, is this what it's you like? You don't have to be black to know who Harriet Tubman is. Girl, but she didn't know. <laughs> she- you don't have to be. It has nothing to do with being black. Pretty much everyone. And like, apart what? from you go into a grade two class and ask who Harriet Tubman is, probably most of them could tell you. Apart from Harriet Tubman, I'm talking about these per- these people as just in general as a whole. The way they operate, it's almost like they don't have a lot of black experiences, and it made me wonder: is it just the part where they the, the place where they came from, where you came from? Is it just how people black people are you know brought up? But you said no. You learned these things. You have a different understanding of the black experience so it's just them specifically uh black actors who are some of your favorite black actors favorite black actors i don't know i absolutely love 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 viola davis yes she yeah, is she's my favorite. such a good actress when she cries on screen i want to cry with her i do cry whenever she accepts an award and she cries i cry really yeah, absolutely. I just find it so inspiring. And I think that she represents so many people. And I th- just think she's so grateful. And she doesn't take any of it for granted. That is true. She's like living in the moment and she knows how important what she's doing is and how lucky she is to be doing what she's doing. And she's come from like poverty um, and is living this life. And I just absolutely love her so much. And on top of it, she's like wildly talented. So it's like, we're not even praising someone who's regular, degular. Like, oh, yeah. She's one of the best actresses of all time. She is extraordinary. When she embodies a role, like whatever role she gets, she embodies it, period. You know who else I love as an actor? Well, an actress. Wait, one more thing about Viola Davis. I heard that um, once somebody was like, or she made a comment because people are always saying she's the black Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I am the black Viola Desmond. She said that? Like, not everything has to be. No, she said I'm pretty I'm sure the that's black what Viola she said. Desmond or. I don't know if that's what I. Oh, oh sorry, like... Davis. I'm the okay. black Viola Davis. Gotcha. But um, I, I don't know if she exactly said that, but her point was like, not everything needs to be compared to whiteness. Whiteness isn't the litmus scale for everything else in our world work (laughs) so i am me and she is her and we're both great i love that because it's what a lot of people say when they're comparing you to someone else it's like oh my goodness uh you're the asian angelina jolie you're the black meryl streep no you're just lucy lou and you're just viola davis and you're both mm-hmm. great because you're talented. And the, the exactly. standard isn't this white woman or this white man or whiteness. 
The standard is talent. Period. And I mean, I know I. You take it with a grain of salt because obviously they're they're comparing you to somebody that's on your level, right? And most of the people who come before and like have established are usually white. So there's there's some of that with it as well, but I think we should just kind of get away from uh, describing things like that. True. I remember watching because I love gospel music. I remember watching this gospel morning show, like a service type thing. And one of my favorite gospel singers of all time, Yolanda Adams was singing. And she's such a masterful singer, by the way. And the lady that was introducing her says she is a vocal talent beyond anything I've heard. She's amazing. She is the black Barbara Streisand. And in the moment when I heard it, I was very young when this happened. This was like back in the day. I was like, why does she got to be a black Barbara Streisand? (laughs) As a kid, I'm like, she's Yolanda Adams. She's great. Exactly. Yeah. Why she got to be the black Barbara? And I'm like, whatever. But why got to be black? (laughs) I just love these people. Now, another great actress I want to show recognition to that I really enjoy. And these are actors. There are a lot of amazing black actors out there like Holly Berry and all of these people. But I'm really looking at people who look like regular people every day. People that you normally don't see on the screen. Holly Berry was while while she was amazing and she deserves every accolade she has gotten over the years and all the admiration because she's talented. We cannot negate the fact that she is a woman with Eurocentric features that are that, that is like socially acceptable as beautiful to most. And so it was there was a privilege in that and it was easier for her to get a role even though she did have to struggle and fight it still was easier than someone like Viola back in her day and absolutely this girl yeah. when i saw when i see her on screen acting i see women that i grew up with i see my 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 best friend's mom i see my neighbors i see some of my aunts and my cousins like um her name is and i am a very terrible at pronouncing names but i'm going to give it a shot wunmi masaku she who is she this? is the lady that was in lovecraft country and she which uh, lady the sister of um smolier oh. i also watched her in his house and yeah loved her shout out to cicely tyson what was she in again way back in the day that show we were talking about earlier she was in Roots. Roots, right. Legend, love her. Yeah. Um, shout out to your favorite male actor. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Yes, the guy you're obsessed with. And, uh, you know, just black people in general that we find to be excellent role, mo- role models and musicians. Beyonce, how you doing? And everybody else. <laughs> hey, Oprah, send me a basket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this Black History Month special. I mean, there's so much more to say, but it's just an ongoing conversation, really. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to us on and share if you care. Bye.